Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's canine educator. This is a pre-recorded um, podcast that we're doing today. So um, I already put this video out on YouTube form, and you can find the video if you want. But uh, I believe that the audio is really, really great uh, information and good content. So I wanted to share it with you guys. This is a video of me working with one of my online clients, um, and you can do so via my website if anybody's interested to do that. Um, you book a Skype session with me and uh, we talk about what's going on and actually a lot of times we get a lot of stuff done because the actual problem with the dogs are usually just lack of knowledge of how to move forward and what to use and what not to use. So this is a pre-recorded video that we put up on my my, um, YouTube channel and uh, on the YouTube channel it's called Dog Training Advice Every Dog Owner Should Hear and um, it's really really great content. I was really happy to put it together and it's it's not to attack anybody and it's not to point fingers it's just it's just my opinion on the dog training world and how people make it just too crazy and too complicated it's not and so I hope you guys like this if you do leave us a review on whatever podcast podcast platform you guys listen to. Thank you so much for your undivided attention. It means the world to me. Um, We're growing really, really fast on multiple different levels, and that's because of you guys. So if you guys keep listening and commenting and tell me what you like and what you don't like, I'm going to keep cranking out the the content, both video and audio form. So thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it. I hope you guys like this. Bye. Bye. I mean, bye. I mean, I'm not like hanging up, but here here we go. Your use of potentially aversive tools or you use tools in general people assume that you're just using them all day long you put this on a dog and you literally are just correcting the dog all day you're just putting it on you're just sitting there like this the whole time you're just correcting that dog and that's all you do and it's 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 bizarre to me how that concept makes sense and with parenting Um, With children and child psychology, it's really important to understand that when you're doing these types of things, like when you have to punish your child, take away their iPhone, ground them, you're doing it to help them. So when I put a correction tool on a dog, it's only to help them and teach them. And I only use it once or twice a day for a microsecond to teach a behavior. And then 99% of the other time, I'm rewarding the crap and loving the dog and giving the dog food and praise and everything's great. 
but if right. you don't have that blend and that mixture of like, I'm afraid of getting that consequence. Again, the same thing I told you guys that if I get caught speeding six times and the cop just kept giving me a warning, I'm never going to learn. And every single day of our lives, we wake up with some sort of consequence. Not getting up for work, consequence. Not being to work on time, consequence. You know, maybe not drinking coffee for some people. There's going to be a consequence for that down the road. But the important part is, is when you're selecting tools, this, this will be option one. Um, and again, some dogs are super sensitive to the slip collar and they're like, okay, I'm sorry. So if your dog jumps up and you just simply say off, pop the dog down. The dog's like, hey, I didn't like that. And you're like, hey, I don't want you to jump on a counter because I don't want you to eat the bottle of Tylenol that's going to kill you. Or I don't want you to eat the chicken wing that's going to kill you. So again, the ideology of people saying you should never punish or correct your dog is like, yeah, but your dog could die because you, you don't instill any reinforcement behind what you want. And so you're only doing it to help them. And it's a microsecond. Quick story, my, my niece is a toddler. She had double ear infection. She couldn't sleep. She was absolutely miserable, as you can imagine. And uh, my brother, who's obviously first first time uh, uh, human owner, I was gonna say dog owner, uh, a parent, parent, I should say, you know, he was like really um, taken back by like, the, she's gonna freak out. Like she hates it. And my, and my mom's been a nurse for 40 years. She goes, it's 0.5 seconds to get rid of a double ear infection. 0.5 seconds of uncomfortability. You're actually enabling and doing more harm by not just stepping up to the plate and saying, I don't care, you're doing this, right? Your dog jumps up, they try to get a bottle of pills, off, pop, off, pop, right? Same thing with you guys in the leash. Your dog's pulling on a leash or barking at another dog. You're, you're gonna, there's so many negative things that can happen if you don't fix that. Yeah. One of the one of the common things that happens is, is you guys don't want to walk your dog anymore. So now your dog actually builds up more problems because you can't take him out. Your relationship starts to suffer because you can't do anything with your dog. Um, one of the other common issues is, is is your dog becomes a nuisance to everybody around you. So it causes social conflict as well. Oh, here comes them with that dog. And then people just like move out of yeah, the way. Totally. totally. It happens all the time. And so then it becomes, then you guys feel like, oh man, you know, we're becoming those people. And so there's so many different things that are more negative than actually just trying to avoid conflict with your dog. And it's actually so inhumane to not do the natural gift that when, when the dog was, uh, like three days old, like a slimy little hamster and couldn't open up their eyes. Mom was correcting them from day one, picking them up, putting them back in the whelping box, correcting them um, if they went outside, all these different things. And then we take them and we completely unwind them of their natural ability to learn by just ignoring bad behavior. So slip collar step one, um, that's the preliminary thing. The other thing I like to use is a plastic pinch collar. This is a this is a collar that's kind of a I call a hybrid. So it's a hybrid between a prong collar and a slip collar. Um, I like to use these on dogs with not a lot of fur because um, it's better on their skin. So you get like a pit bull, a boxer, any dog that has really like not a lot of fur or any fur, like coarse hair, um, one coat. I like using these because it doesn't irritate them as much. So making sure that the collar is high and tight and these are shaped like little teeth. They're not sharp. When it is on the dog, 
on the contrary of what everyone else thinks in a one-dimensional style of training aspect, they think that we put it on the dog and we're like this the whole time. <laughs> right. Of course that's uncomfortable and that's crazy. We would never do that. We're only correcting the dog for a microsecond a couple times within a training session to teach them new behaviors and also more importantly to teach them that the, the unwanted behaviors um, are not good and we need to be able to kind of ration them out through a correction. So again, same thing, your dog jumps on the counter, off, pop, off, pop, okay? The dog goes, oh, I don't like that. And you say, well, I don't really feel like you dying from eating something off the counter and I don't want, I want to discourage that behavior as much as I possibly can, influencing some sort of punishment with this. So when we talk about punishment, I think one of the big keys, key key things that people um, don't realize and scares them is the way that these things look and they they are actually designed to be more humane than people think it's just the lack of education makes people uh, skeptical about them and so this is also a nice tool to use so you don't get those dirty looks not that it matters Um, but it is a nice correction as well Um, the collar actually well we're gonna get that get get to that in a little bit but um, this is a good collar to use for, for multiple different reasons. So this is like an intermediate, okay, my I'm, my dog's really not responding to the slip. They understand the correction, but they're ignoring it. You can start with this. Now that one you just had, the hybrid, you said it sits high up like... Yeah, like I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna show you with the with the prong, um, but yes, all of the collars. Here's the infamous prong collar. Oh my gosh, dun dun dun. So <laughs> this collar, um, which I have a belt on um, or a clip, which is really really nice. Herm Springer makes. Um, again, if I go out and buy a really piece of crap, one of these and use it wrong, it sucks. It's it's harmful. It could be dangerous. Um, it's the same thing as if I took the van that I'm sitting in right now and drove it straight into oncoming traffic. You're not going to say, "Oh my gosh, we got to stop selling those vans. Take them off the market. They're 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 causing all these bad things." It's like, "What's up with that guy?" Right? So the prong collar, you have to make sure you get the right one. You have to make sure you get the correct one. These are certainly not sharp. They do not hurt the dog. On the contrary of what one-dimensional dog trainers will do, they'll say, how could you be so inhumane and put this prong collar on your dog? And they think that we're literally sitting there all day doing this. Right. And, and even then, it doesn't hurt. These are not sharp. These are very well-manufactured, round-edged prong collars. So the edge of them are round. So walking forward, people think that they're spikes and they're sharp. And I've even, I've even heard razor blades. I'm like, do you really think that I would be in business professionally for 10 years if I was out doing that to dogs? Like, are you kidding me? So what this does, and this is going to blow your mind. This is one of the most humane dog training tools you can use. Now, one dimensional dog trainers right now are sitting on the keyboard like this, like going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it, it's it's interesting because um, we have flat collars, harnesses, and all these other things. Couple things happen: is you you can ruin a dog's larynx, you can ruin a dog's trachea if you have the wrong equipment on a dog, like a flat collar or a harness. What this does is it evenly distributes pressure on the dog. So you have two, four, six, eight, ten prongs on each side of the dog's neck. What you do what you do is you put the prong collar high and tight around the pressure points of the dog and the muscle right behind the head. And as soon as, so you say heal and you turn and the dog doesn't heal, you're not gonna slam them beyond belief and do your hardest correction. You're gonna give them a quick pop on the leash and you're gonna say heal 
and the dog says nope, you go pop, then it goes whoa. Same thing when the dog jumps. And so you're teaching the dog through correction what they can and can't do. But the most important thing to understand in this concept, as I've said before, is you can't punish a dog if they don't know what they've done wrong. So I, I would encourage you guys to use the minimal amount of correction on a dog to teach the behaviors that you want before you maximize your punishment in the future. I see a dog, come on, you know, heel, turn around, he goes around, correction. What is sort of the, the progress he should be making and we should be looking for? Um, and, you know, okay, so now he's a little bit better. Um, like what's sort of the end game, I guess? Yeah, the end game is very simple when you're using any type of tool or when you're trying to sculpt behaviors. Um, the end game is for the dog, excuse me, the end game would be for the dog to start realizing. So that's a great question. Love these questions. So the end game would be what you're trying to do because of the reactivity of your dog is fear-based, which means that the dog sees another dog, they go into alert mode or they go into some sort of habitual, I don't know what to do with myself, is yeah. to actually uh, be more curious than reactive. So when your dog sees another dog and they start learning that if they react like an idiot, they get corrected. <clears throat> but the reaction is actually putting them in the, into hysteria and is and is enabling them and not allowing them to progress to see what a what is the other good dog actually going to do is it actually going to kill me or do i just think it's going to kill me right? right so the the end goal is for your dog to actually see another dog and be a little bit more curious and inquisitive instead of well there's another dog this is what i do i'm afraid <clears throat> so that would be the end goal is for you guys to go out correct the dog when he's a jerk and then eventually he'll learn that that behavior causes some sort of conflict or correction to him. So then when he doesn't do it and the dog gets closer and closer, he's like, I'm not dead yet. This isn't so bad. So the end goal when you're using any type of tool is certainly to get the dog ultimately over the, the, the behavior that we want. And, and it's not on the contrary of what many people think is to just go out and slam your dog every time that they want to do something. It's, it's, right. it's only to try to just grind out that bad stuff. And then on the opposite side, what you guys have already been doing condition. Yay. Good boy. Good boy. Feed, 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 pay, pay, pay. hundred percent. So right now, as he's like, when he sees a dog, he's like here. He's like, okay, I'm curious. And then he kind of like escalates a little bit. Yeah. Uh, as the dog gets closer, so the end goal is like, so as he goes up, over by over time with correcting him, that he instead of going up, way up, he says, "I'm up. I'm curious, and I'm just going to kind of stay here." Right. Yeah. That's yeah. The end goal. Yeah. That's like, the curious without freaking out. Right. Balance. Balance. That's important. It's a good. It's a. It's a really important thing because you can't. You can't ask a dog to stop being a dog like he sees another dog he's on a leash you don't know what type of stuff he's been through before a lot of times that's what happens anyway and you can't just tell the dog to not be a dog and say just ignore it no don't all we all we're asking for is to not be a jerk at the end of the leash pass the dog breathe heavy maybe grumble a little bit i'm okay with all of that i want the dog to to, to be as primal as possible and, and to release these natural abilities to just be a dog but i don't I, there's consequences you know like i said you pull up to six flags and the kids are excited but they're not running across the parking lot ignoring you dodging cars like they're excited right. so your dog's right. your dog's stimulated and goes right. oh 
there's a new dog. This is exciting. This is this is intriguing to me. Like you're not gonna see that you're not gonna see that the dog has has ro has rose curiosity and correct the dog. That's important because right. my clients see it all the time. I'll put it, I'll, 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 I'll explain all of this and then I get a dog out, the dog looks at a dog, boom, they get corrected. I'm like, whoa, right. only correct the behavior that's that's absolutely something that you guys don't want to see anymore. Don't jump the gun on the correction. Don't jump the gun. You need a good state of mind. You need to breathe really nicely. You need to understand that this is a process. And you also need in the preliminary stages to be working with dogs who are, 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 are passive not you don't want to go out like the final test would be you guys go out to another dog that's kind of stimulated on the leash as well but right. don't go out and do that right now and then say well that didn't <laughs> that didn't work it's like yeah but you, not day one material not day one material <clears throat> so again um i think that there's just a huge misconception of how to train a dog and it's super confusing i talk to people all over the world every day about Oh well, your way kind of seems a little bit more, a little bit more. It makes a little bit more sense. It's blended in together and all these different things, and it 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 really brings it really brings curiosity of people because once they've been kind of, I call brainwashed, where they're like, oh, I love my dog. I should never, I should never stab them with these spiky things. It's like, wow, you know, you know, and it's interesting because if people actually spent an hour in my daycare with the thirty dogs we have, my corrections. Are nothing like they play harder than I correct a dog for bad behavior they yeah. bite each other they roll each other over they pin each other yeah. they snarl they grab each other's face and pull them on the ground and yeah. make them bleed out of like that's how we play dogs yeah. Yeah. dogs 90% of the time will communicate with other dogs through their mouth yeah that's what he does and guess what this looks like a right. mouth Right. So people are like, how to stop your dog from being aggressive, force-free, humane. Every dog right. owner in their right mind is going to go, boop, let's watch that. But right. the reality is, is the, the percentile of dogs that actually learned under those circumstances is so incredibly small that it's, it's mind-boggling. That Like you said, like it's so confusing that you get these high, high-viewed stations that the reason why it's high-viewed is because it's an ideology. You're feeding in. Right. to unrealistic things against dogs natural behavior right that's why that's why you're getting like that that's what probably comes up the first three videos is yeah, is yeah. is how to do it without any pressure or or, or or any type of negativity and because that's what we want and that's what i want are you kidding me if right. if, if that stuff actually worked Right. I would be doing it every day. If I could literally get a dog to look at me with a piece of food and ignore the other dog when they actually had inheritedly like behavioral, neurologically challenged, true aggression and they've killed other dogs. And I'm like, sweet pie, here's the chicken. <laughs> ignore the dog. If that actually worked, I can't tell you how many dog trainers and how many facilities would be put out of business because you'd go home and get a piece of chicken and your problems would be solved. It's so much. It, oh, it's 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 insanity. But that's the reason why those videos are so highly searched, and that's the first thing that you see is because that's what people want to believe, period. Okay. The answer to all your problems lies in a piece of hot dog. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's always, it's that's gonna uh, be dictated off of the other dog's behavior. So if you're walking towards a passive, uh, I gotcha. yeah, if you're walking towards a passive dog and you feel like, oh, this is a good test, this is a good opportunity, let's move forward, then do it. But if you're if you're approaching a dog that is like 
completely out of control and completely out of hand, it's not a good opportunity for anybody. So you just, that's when you would go the, go the other way. <clears throat> You're going to correct the behavior you don't want. You decide, not me. I don't, my, my reaction versus your reaction are two different things. So when your dog sees another dog and starts to build, that's where you can pop, say, leave it, or you can heal and go the other way to disengage the dog off of the behavior. And, uh, and when you correct, is he supposed to sit? No, no, good question. Um, too many t dogs, so I actually did a podcast with uh, a, a veterinarian and she, she studies all sorts of clinical behavioral studies as well. Um, when you put a dog into a sit, it, it, it's actually very unnatural for them. Very rarely do you see a dog just sit. They usually lay down or they lay on their side or they're running. And so when you put a dog into a sit, especially in a situation that can make them vulnerable, um, it, it creates more issues than not. So very good question. When your dog's out in a leash and is reacting, you should just try to stop the behavior through corrections. The dog barks, leave it, pop. The dog barks again, leave it, pop. And then the dog's like, hey, I don't like that. And you're like, don't bark. And then as soon as the dog doesn't bark, you reward them. But in you know, you take that with a grain of salt. I'm not, I'm not correcting a puppy that's trying to play with another dog. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm correcting behavior that's going to get the dog killed. I'm correcting right. the dog that's. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that this stuff is completely unnecessary. Gotcha. So, okay. as long as they stop the undesired behavior, we keep moving. Doesn't matter. You just keep going. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep moving. Keep move. going. Keep. Yep. Whatever. You move. It doesn't have to be this like sit and look at me and like all this stuff no that's that's that is so see that's that's a great question that is so challenging that a lot of uh trainers will try to do because if you get a dog that's reactive and insecure it's it's hard enough for them to walk past a strange dog and not react versus sit down put them in a vulnerable state and then completely take their eyes off the dog no right. no way okay. on planet earth is that going to work for a basic dog that's just learning obedience if you get a super super highly trained obedient dog you can do all of those different things with but when you're just when you're just starting the foundation out there's no way it's it's likely that the dog's going to stop by you putting the dog into a sit which puts them in an ultimately immediate vulnerable position because they're going oh god oh god there's a dog there's a dog and you go sit and now they're now their hands are tied and they're like ah right because they can't move and then you go hey look at me and you're like you want me to there's a but so to to do that to do that actually if you understand the natural behavior of a dog and this is my opinion. This is my opinion. I mean, I've studied canines for the last 10 years every day. In my opinion, that makes them more vulnerable than not. Sometimes, if you get a high-reward food like steak or chicken and you get a dog to focus on you as the other dog walk, walks by, that'll work. But it won't work with your case. It won't work with a dog that, like, inheritedly, naturally feels threatened by the other dog. It's not gonna work. Like, and that's the that's the thing you also have to understand is there's no binary way to work with any dogs. It's very, very, very variable uh, environment related because they're animals. And so for anybody on any circumstances working professionally with dogs to say this is the only way to do it in this lane under these circumstances is so irresponsible. It's not even comprehensible to me. It's so inhumane for anybody to say, this is the only way to do anything. And if you're outside of that realm, th then what? You know? Right. So, so anyway, yeah, don't, don't try to overwhelm yourself with all that junk. You know, cause it's actually interesting you say that because, you know, if you put on, you know, if you put up, you know, in Google, you know, my dog is least, least aggressive or least reactive, nine out of 10 responses, you know, from 
internet trainers or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, air conditioning. Make them sit, give them a treat. Yeah. Yes, give them a treat. So, yes. You have, like, you know, a plus engagement, but it's not quite the same thing as what I'm trying to get right. to do. Yes. Like, so, that's it. It's it's an it's such a valuable uh, thing that you brought up. The reason why, okay, so uh, SEO uh, really quick. The reason why the the reason why those videos that you see is because that's what people want to see. When you when you type in like how to stop my dog from being aggressive, and people are like how to stop your dog from being aggressive, it's it's a constant battle that we have to deal with as balanced dog trainers. But it's 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 so important to understand that there are people out there that actually have bring balance. To, to the dog training community that, that are very mindful about their approach and care more about the dog than what other people think. And if we right. dig into that a little bit more and we're like, you know what? There are probably some people out there that can apply some corrections to certain dogs that need it and be completely humane and great, but one-dimensional type of dog training, um, that, that, that's not, that, right. does, that doesn't compute. It's a 401 error. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.